Back with the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. And now let's talk with attorney Thomas DeVore, who has been uh, going to courts across the state to secure temporary restraining orders. Uh, We've seen him do this at school districts, uh, saying that schools can't quarantine students uh, and exclude them from class without an official quarantine order. And that includes due process. We've seen him expand that to uh, block uh, mask mandates on some children in schools where he's filed suit uh, because that also requires a court order for quarantine, which includes due process, something that this country was founded upon. Uh, But his most recent case out of Adams County, he joins us now to talk about the details on the WMAY morning news feed. I'm Greg Bishop. Tom, thanks for taking time with us. What's uh, the latest out of Adams County? Uh, thanks for having me, Greg. We had a hearing yesterday in Adams County uh, on a matter where uh, several medical staff brought action against the two main hospitals in Adams County, Quincy Medical Group and the Blessing. And we argued to the court that uh, these people's jobs being threatened, suspended, terminated, etc., cetera, uh, was a violation under a couple of different uh, legal theories. And the judge agreed with us and entered a temporary restraining order saying that their uh, employment status had to be maintained and that they couldn't take action against them for refusing to vaccinate or test for COVID-19. So your argument uh, touches on a couple of different things that I want to uh, unpack here. Um, and one of them that stuck out to me in your uh, your filing on this case uh, to ultimately say that uh, these individuals who are employees of a, the hospital group um, can't be forced to take a vaccine or even take uh, weekly tests uh, for COVID-19. And it dealt with not just the Health Care Right of Conscience Act, Tom, which has been a, a, a prominent focus in the past week or so uh, with a lot of chatter about it. And apparently there's going to be an effort possibly uh, at the state house to change the Health Care Right of Conscience Act. But you raised something else, and that's the uh, influenza vaccine law. Tell me about that and how that works into this case. Well, and, and again, I, I'd be glad to do that. And what, what the overarching premise is, is, even as it relates to the influenza law, Greg, is what I've been saying since day one, that if the legislature wants to put some legal mechanisms in place for these types of issues, then so be it. We can live with that. But but doing it by executive fiat is the problem. The the influenza law is a prime example where the legislature actually, as it relates to uh, medical facilities like hospitals, can, under the law, put policies in place that require vaccination for not only influenza, but any type of in the future pandemic influenza viruses, it calls it. It's very broad and actually consistent with that law. The health department, uh, the state department of health passed rules because the legislature gives them that authority that that authorizes these, again, medical facilities to put these uh, policies in place. And so I pointed that out to the judge for the proposition that, look, the legislature creates this and that these rules were promulgated because of legislative action, and that's how it's supposed to work. And so my clients absolutely, unless they have a bona fide medical or religious exemption, cannot refuse to take an influenza virus just because of general philosophical or moral objections. The statute actually says that. So I think the judge resonated, that resonated with him by going, yeah, this is a legislative function, and it was just more information to show that the governor can't, create law in this executive fiat and compel people to follow it. That overarching premise is the main argument behind everything I'm doing. 
We're talking with Thomas DeVore. He's an attorney. Uh, he's been uh, across the states looking at uh, different types of issues ranging from school districts and quarantining children and masking children and also most recently uh, out of Adams County uh, securing a temporary restraining order against an employer uh, that was uh, lining up to possibly punish uh, employees for not complying with the governor's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Uh, Tom, of course, next week is a uh, another hearing in this case. Uh, kind of walk us through what uh, what happens from here on out. Well, I have to talk to the attorneys uh, that presented on behalf of the hospitals. One of the, the issues that had to get vetted out yesterday is the judge on his own, I thought it was interesting, he asked me whether or not any of my clients had in fact been terminated from their positions. And, and again, this has been moving so fast that none of them had been uh, when we filed the case. So I turned to the audience and asked, and about five of my clients raised their hands that they had in fact been terminated. And the hospital's uh, attorneys uh, took issue with that and said to their knowledge, nobody had been terminated, which kind of caused a chuckle in the courtroom, which the judge rightfully quickly put an end to. And I, and I told my clients, and I'm not sure that they were the ones that were chuckling. There were 100 people in the room. But, but the point was is that they, the hospitals took that position. I find it interesting that after that happened this, yesterday evening, several of my clients from the Blessing Group got phone calls from Human Resources saying, please come back to work. Uh, you weren't terminated uh, when, in fact, they had gotten written emails saying that they were. So I think it was there was some confusion there, but ultimately those positions of those uh, healthcare professionals was reinstated last night. Attorney Thomas DeVore with us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. Uh, and finally here, Tom, um, you know, we've seen kind of the progression you've been taking, right, uh, where it started with a, uh, a temporary restraining order against a school district for several children uh, to to allow them to go to school. You uh, took that uh, step further with a different case, saying that it wasn't just excluding kids from school that needs a quarantine order with due process. It's also masking, that if you want to force a mask on somebody, it has to be due process. We've got this vaccine mandate that you're challenging and the testing included in that. What's next? I mean, is this is this ultimately where we're 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 headed, where people need to know their rights and assert those rights across the state? That's been my whole focus for the last 18 months uh, is doing exactly that. And, and again, these rights are not new. They were the same a year and a half ago as they are now. It's just people are becoming more courageous. It's rates to the math. I think I'd like your viewers to, to know this, Greg, because it's interesting. Uh, there's always been this argument that if we don't mask children in school districts uh, while they're at school and not really pay so much attention the rest of the time, which is precarious, but, but that's always been the argument. And I think I want to point out to you that there are two school districts right now, Clinton County, Illinois, the Carlisle School District, Montgomery County, the Hillsborough School District, that have now for their second full week been on uh, there's no mask requirement because the courts entered an injunction. And I have in front of me the information from the Hillsborough School District of what's been happening, because we would expect if the health professionals were accurate, that positivity would have skyrocketed because of the known past. In Hillsborough, Illinois, I'm going to read to you week over week what the positive case of students were since school started. 22, 11, 13, and 11. So 22, 11, 13, and 11 were positive students while there was a mask mandate. For the last two weeks where there's not been one, week one, no mask was seven students. Week two, no mask were three students. So even without a mask requirement, 
we've seen a reduction in positive cases for the two weeks that they've not had one. What does that tell you? It tells me that there may be not be this direct nexus. I don't have the details in Carlisle, but I can tell you I did learn that their positive cases have in fact fallen and not escalated as well without a mask requirement. I think that's telling, Greg. Well, and how does that play into um, this temporary restraining order with hearings coming up in just a few weeks in some of these school districts? Uh, I mean, is this the type of evidence you're going to bring to the court and say, look, uh, you know, it's mask or no mask. It uh, doesn't really seem to be uh, uh, impacting if, if actually no mask seems to be dropping uh, the case rate. So, I mean, is that the type of thing you're going to be bringing to the courts to have a a permanent injunction instead of just a temporary injunction? It it, it is relevant, yes. And one of the reasons it's relevant is, too, I want other attorneys who are taking these cases on to know that. But as it relates to an injunction, one of the the things the court considers is what's called balancing of the equities. What's the harm to the students versus the harm to the overall public? And even when we were arguing temporary restraining orders, the attorneys were like, oh, judge, if we take the masks off these kids, everybody's going to get sick and we're going to have outbreaks. And so the courts have to weigh that. And so this is, again, to me, is evidence to suggest that maybe that was conjecture and there was no basis in it. And again, two weeks of information, is it two months? No. But certainly 14 days, Greg, is enough time that if masks not being on children was going to cause spreading events, we would have seen some indication of that now. And in fact, we went from 11 the week before to then seven and then three this week of our students. So again, I, I'm not saying that that's conclusive. I'm just saying that that is information to suggest that uh, masks on kids in this classroom may not be uh, something that's necessary to prevent the spread. That's all I'm saying. 